Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. All right, faith family, welcome back to the podcast. Randy, thanks for sitting down with me again. You're welcome. I've got a question for you. Good. Last That's week, good. otherwise we don't have a show. <laughs> last week, well, no, this is a personal question. Last oh, okay. week, we discovered that neither of us really watched the Olympics. This week, I'd like to know what your favorite type of bread is. Bread. Wow. My my wife makes some really good bread rolls. Uh, let's say uh, the I don't know what you call it, brown bread from uh, Canadian recipe, oh. molasses, and uh, it is it is so good, like sweet. Mm, it's okay. really good. I, I'm not sure. Michelle would know the what it's called. I call it brown bread. Uh, not all I've breads are brown. Have you? I've, homemade. I've tried it. Huh. Yeah. My yeah. favorite bread is the bread of life. So just wanted to throw that out there first. Oh I thought that's what maybe you would say, but oh I was trying to you know just keep you on your toes because <sighs> that's what we were talking about on Sunday. Um, but no, I mean the bread of life is it's. You know, leads to eternal life. Um, but on a earthly level, mm-hmm. that kind of plane, I would say um, I love pumpernickel. That's like one of my favorites. Wow. And I also love like just a good sourdough. Okay. Yeah, with lots of butter. Does Subway have either of those? Um, I don't know. I usually, I'm not a... I'm hoping not because... Um, I like their hearty Italian. <laughs> no, no, you got whatever you got though was a good bread. So on uh, on our birthdays, uh, we usually have lunch together, and so I just came through a birthday, mm-hmm. and Randy picked out my sub, and he put things on it that I would not have put on it, but it was good. I said put everything on it. It was good. It had like banana peppers <laughs> and jalapenos, and I just wouldn't have had that combination. But nevertheless, I did enjoy it. Um, and I don't know what kind of bread you got. I don't remember. It was, had a, it was, Whole wheat, probably. no, it, I think it had stuff on it. It mm. was not boring. Mm. I'll say that much. So cool. it was a flavorful lunch. Good. But anyway, all right. Bread now, bread, bread of life, bread of six. life, John chapter six. So we're in this new series. What's the title of the series again? The current fight for the faith. Mm-hmm. So that's like the, from week to week, the mm-hmm. series that we're in. Mm-hmm. And this past week was do you take offense at this? Mm-hmm. All right. Because there's got to be a colon in the title of the sermon. Evidently. Yeah. The standard homiletical procedure. <laughs> For some people. For some. Um, and so, yeah, I, first week in a new series, I'm excited. I mean, I was enjoying the Psalms, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I was ready for a change yeah, of pace, too. Me too. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting into this. You have no idea how long this is going to take, this series. I know. We'll just play it out. Several weeks. Um so here we go. I want to just start off with a quick recap. My sermon in a sentence, if I had to mm-hmm. say what I took away from it or what I thought your big idea was, mm-hmm. uh, and you can correct me. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jesus says that he's the bread of life, mm-hmm. and that's an offensive message um, that some of his disciples turned away, and they couldn't follow him anymore. So it's offensive to, he actually offended more than just his disciples, and so... Yeah, there, there's my quick summary. But the takeaway from that was, does it offend me? Does that, does his, does Jesus's words, do they offend me? And then also, 
how am I going to respond to folks? Because you said one of the goals of this whole series is to prepare a listener like myself for someone in the world who is offended by that message. How how can I respond to them in a conversation when they're offended by Jesus's words, when mm-hmm. God's message doesn't make sense to them? So, yeah, in in the in the responding part, remember what what we're really after is. Just making sure you're prepared for the opposition, prepared for the rejection. And the reason why we started with John 6 is mm-hmm. because uh, it's clear in that chapter that God the Father gives some people to Jesus so that they will believe. And so uh, I'm hoping that um, our faith family will be prepared for uh, the type of person that as far as we know, they're not being drawn by the Father yet. And I don't want, I don't want you to be discouraged uh, or disillusioned when that happens. So that's part of, the, you know, part of the preparation for it. It's not so much will I teach you or uh, will I teach you how to converse with as much as it is can I prepare you for what is potentially very discouraging. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, they, they think that evangelicals are ridiculous. What am I supposed to do? Well, yeah, you, you stay walking with Christ and yeah. you just realize that the reason why they think it's ridiculous is because they do not have the eyes to see. And John 6 makes that clear. They can't see that on their own. Right, unless the Father draws them. Yeah, verse 44. Yeah, yeah. and so that's where the first question comes in uh, that got emailed in. And it was, I made a note on my um, little half sheet there too of your sketchy notes. Mm -hmm. Um, So here's the question, understanding and believing verse 44. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that there are some that the father does not draw? I have a bunch of questions on this. So hoping you can unpack that a little bit more. So it's a loaded question. Mm -hmm. Um, Does, whoa, there goes the microphone. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're listening, I'm screwing around with the microphone here. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. All right. So understanding and believing verse 44. Let me read verse 44 uh-huh. real quick. Uh, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. My guess is it's the first part of that verse. That's really the the crux of the question. No one, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. So mm-hmm. loaded question. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that there are some the Father does not draw? So let me let me take this in the direction of, of some uh, some other scripture. I'll try to put them together. Uh, take one side. Uh, you know, um, we're beyond Sunday, and you might find yourself in a conversation with someone, and if uh, faith comes up at all, you're 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 possibly dealing with someone who, on one side, has. Um, uh, what have we called it? Uh, because of birth sin or conception sin, mm-hmm. they are totally unable to believe. Mm-hmm. Unable to believe. In other words, the human will by itself cannot choose to believe the cross, the crucifixion, including their own sinfulness, their need for salvation, all of that. That's one side of it. Yeah. The other side of that is uh, a doctrine that is, uh, what we could use the word uh, election, would be mm-hmm. another one. So you have one side, the human condition. You have another side, 
this uh, teaching in Scripture, which is extremely clear. Like, I mean, Ephesians 1, for instance, is so clear that there is a, an election process. Mm -hmm. Now, theologians throughout centuries have tried to, uh, to interpret these, these doctrines. The way we read these doctrines is uh, a way to get to the answer of, the answer is yes, that there are some people that God does not draw. The reason why we know that to be true, by the way, if you follow the system that we've just set up, is because um, some people do not believe. Uh, so the fact that, uh, actually the fact that the majority of the people on the planet do not believe is, we put it in quotes, proof that the Father does not draw them all. You could do something like that. Yeah. Now, we just came out of the theology reader. So, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about this. Um, you have, uh, there is a point at which faith involves some reasoning. But the bottom line is you cannot reason a person to believe that Jesus died for their sins. There's yeah. just too much about that scenario that is unbelievable. Uh -huh. And it's unbelievable because uh, theologically, the Bible is very clear about the human condition. So I, right. I think the answer to that question is, if I, if I heard it correctly, yes, it's true that the Father does not draw all. The other doctrine to include in that is, remember, you're also talking to people that not only uh, maybe they don't have the ability because the Father is not drawing them, but when you do meet someone that the Father is drawing, theologians talk about that is an irresistible pull. Mm -hmm. So that person, that person can't not believe. Yeah. That mm -hmm. is, that's, the, that's the, the power of God to take someone from being dead yeah. to being alive. The dead person can't do anything, including resist. Yeah. The pull of God, something along those lines is what I would say. Okay, so two examples come to my mind. Uh, one, like I appreciate the guys who do apologetics mm -hmm. and things like that. Uh, a guy like Ken Ham, for mm -hmm. example, sure. and they've got the answer in Genesis, mm -hmm. Creation Museum, Ark. That's all great stuff. Yeah. Um, and I know believers love that, but you see Ken Ham argue and have like a debate with Bill Nye, the science guy, mm -hmm. and. There's no way that Ken Ham is going to argue Bill Nye into faith, right? Mm -mm. He can't, he can't no do that in and of himself unless the Spirit of the Lord is at work in Bill Nye's mm -hmm. life. And, they, and both of those men could be as equally smart. Sure, sure absolutely. So here you've got a guy, Ken Ham, and there's no way he's going to argue someone into mm -hmm. the faith mm -hmm. unless the Lord's at work. Exactly. And then the other example is... I remember sharing the gospel with a friend in high school, and I mean, I it was probably one of the worst gospel presentations you could imagine. <laughs> and I just remember, like, I remember the, some of the things I was saying. I look back now and think, man, like, what in the world was I yeah. thinking? Yeah. And then, so a sobering moment, a couple years ago, he comes back into my life and he says, like, I remember like that night. And mm -hmm. I, and so thank you. Yeah. Um, and he's walking with the Lord. He's adopted yeah. a couple of kids from China. He's yeah. serving in his church. And it's like, oh my word, I can't believe the Lord uses just mm -hmm. bumbling buffoons like myself, mm -hmm. you know, in, in moments like that. Um, so there's the irresistible, like the irresistible call working in my friend's life, mm -hmm. but not at work in Bill Nye, who's, you know, getting confronted with 
you know, a guy right. like Ken Ham who's loaded with yeah, and and, stuff. And, and look, you know, you know, we joke a lot about the Princess Bride over the years, and you do. There's, I do, I do, and I do it for a reason <laughs> because uh, the few people that have seen it and studied the theology of it know that there's a big difference between being all the way dead and mostly dead. Yeah, right. I do remember that so, scene. So, Bill Nye, the science guy, if he's all the way dead spiritually, yeah then obviously there's no way to reason him in because mm -mm. he needs a miracle of life. He needs yeah. to be resuscitated. Uh, that's not even the right word. He needs to be uh, resurrected from the dead. Mm -hmm. If he's mostly dead, yeah, like Wesley, yeah. if he's mostly dead, uh, maybe there's a chance that you can give him the pill, chocolate-coated pill. And mm -hmm. So there's. it depends on, honestly, a lot of it boils down to what do you believe about the human condition and so... You know, when you folks are trying to talk to non-Christians and you're you're concerned about disciple making, just remember who you're dealing with. And that was part of the reason to start with John six, was because if you if you see John six and you read verse forty four alone, you just know that. What I'm really wondering is is the Father drawing this person or not? It's mm -hmm. that's di that's different from, am I going to get it right? Am I going to say the right words? And you just gave a great example of yeah. you thought that was a terrible gospel presentation. It doesn't. Yeah. It didn't matter. No, it didn't. Uh, it was enough. It was enough of a word. Yeah. For um, yeah, you know, the bread of life to be extended. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is a this is a hard message or hard hard pill to swallow. Some of Jesus's words, um, and. Some of the disciples who were following Jesus up to that point, they hear him and and they're out. Um, verse 66, after this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So some of the people who were mm -hmm. kind of in the crowd following Jesus, they hear his words and, and they say, you know, that's that doesn't make sense to me. I'm mm -hmm. I'm out. Like, yeah. Out the door. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And we start, you know. The term election, the doctrine of election, mm -hmm. um, that sends, uh, it's, for some people, that's going to be bristly. Mm -hmm. They don't, it doesn't make sense to our, mm -hmm. our human mind. So can we just unpack that a, a little bit more with the few minutes we've got left? Is there anything else that you think of when? So let me, yeah, there's no way to explain it. It really isn't. And we went, we went through speaking, this this yeah. morning again, the theology readers, right? We were, you know, we spent some time on this. So, but I think I would, I think I would rather say something like this, that, that actually it's because it's clear that it, that it bothers people. I, th I think people really know. So when these mm -hmm. disciples turned away from Jesus, not because they didn't understand him, it's because they did. They did understand him. And it's because they understood him to be the bread of life. They said, we, we, we can't accept it. They, so they did know it. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, I can, I could do a couple of things. One would be, uh, you know, I think every one of us ought to be very, very thankful for such mercy. Mm -hmm. That that's to me is the bigger issue uh, than a believer trying to understand election. I, I don't understand it. Yeah. Honestly, I don't. But okay. what I, yeah, go well, I want to interrupt for a second yeah. just because mm -hmm. that's one of the places my mind goes yeah. in that if you, if you think about the doctrine of election, it's taking the spotlight off of us yeah. and putting it on God. Totally. Yeah. And totally. so that's a good thing. I think it's the best thing. It's a beautiful thing yeah. because it's 
It's not about what we've done. No. It's all about him. Incredible mercy. Yeah. I'd rather everybody, you know, be on Sunday, keep worshiping and say, Lord, thank you so much for mm -hmm. your mercy on my life. Every day. And then I also want to just, I just want to say again, in your conversations, some of you are, are after this. So in your conversations with people, you don't know what the father's doing for them. You don't know yet. Mm -hmm. You're responsible to display the fruit of the spirit and to display the character of God and to represent him well. And maybe you get a word in and maybe it's a bungling attempt like we've all done. Yep. Mm -hmm. But really, it doesn't matter. What matters is I wonder if the father's drawing that person or not. Yeah. And it's hmm. and then and then brace yourself. This is awful. The odds are the odds are in favor of he's not. Right. That's what's sad about this whole thing. So brace yourself for a person ridiculing your belief system. And in this society, you better be prepared for that because as we talked about earlier, right? The peer pressure right now on evangelicals is huge because mm -hmm. more and more people are hearing not only from outsiders, but from insiders. That's a ridiculous doctrine. Yeah. Well, we want to we want to read the Bible and we want to uh, to let God tell us reality, and uh, it it doesn't match up uh, it doesn't match up very well. So I just want to prepare us all in this series for. Uh, there's, there's just, a, there's, there's a real attack on the faith and, mm -hmm. and there, there's potential for us to be ridiculed for what we're believing. And the bottom line is I still would say to people, if I had that Bible, I would say, just, just read that. How do you read that? That, mm -hmm. that sounds so clear. That doesn't mean I have all the answers, but yeah. But, but if you're going to pick and pick and pick and pick at that, just read that verse and tell me, does the father draw People are not. Evidently, he does. Mm -hmm. And I don't know whether he's drawn so-and-so, but I'm anxious to find out if he has. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And like it goes back to a little bit of the conversation we had last week. And just the scriptures, their place in our lives, the authority that they have. And are we coming to the Bible with our own, like, are we right. in authority over mm -hmm. the Bible? Or is yeah. the Bible in authority over us? Yeah. Do we get to, like you said, pick and choose? Some of it sounds ridiculous to us, but that's, mm -hmm. it doesn't, the, the scriptures don't line up with the world that we live in. And so some of it's going to sound ridiculous, exactly. but then what do we do with it? Are we going to take it at face value and mm -hmm. let it change us? Let it change our effect or shape mm -hmm. our doctrine? Or are we going to say, eh, I don't like that particular verse or doctrine or teaching. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to disregard it. And that's, mm -hmm. it's a hard place to be under the authority of, something that doesn't make sense. Yeah, Bill Patton this morning made a, a great point earlier in the Theology Reader's Breakfast. He said, he brought up that, uh, you know, the, the cross is foolishness to those, yeah. uh, uh, to, certain, to a certain group. And I found it fascinating a couple of weeks ago to ponder that of all the teaching of Jesus, these disciples decide to leave when he makes it clear that he's the only bread of life. I thought, wow, that is... And, and so that's the, the imagery of his flesh and his blood obviously mm -hmm. is pointing forward to the end of John's gospel when he's going to be crucified. He's going yeah. to give his life. And it's that cross that Paul says is foolishness. Yeah. It's a stumbling block to one group. I think if I remember that correctly, it's a, it's a stumbling block to the, to the Jews. 
and it's a uh, foolish it's foolishness to the Greeks. So you got humanity divided into two camps. The bottom line is both camps reject that cardinal doctrine of the need for the sacrifice of Christ to provide life. Yeah. And the disciples turn mm -hmm. away from that. It's mm -hmm. like, wow, that's the whole deal. You turn away from Christ, you've turned away from life. Mm -hmm. That's the deal. Wow. But Peter got it. You know what I mean? <laughs> he did. At least by in, the grace of God, he did. Yep. He did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Protected. Mm -hmm. His faith was protected. Yeah. It's funny to me that Jesus is always, it, it's cryptic and mysterious mm -hmm. the way he's talking. Mm -hmm. And he's always thinking on like a plane above yeah. everyone else. So when he's talking about bread, yeah. he's not talking about sourdough or yeah. brown bread. And just remember, you know, when he, when, when Jesus teaches in those parables, he's supposed to be teaching them because they get it and the others don't. They never get it either. And the only reason why they end up getting it is because they go back to him and say, could you explain the parable? Yeah. Yeah. Right, and, yeah. and in John six, these disciples, as I said, they leave. They never once go to him and say, could you explain this to me? Mm -hmm. And the reason why they didn't, so they knew exactly what he was saying. It's me. I'm the one that provides life for you. You got to have me. Mm -hmm. And they say, no, I'm not going to do it. So like, wow. These, these disciples, they don't, they don't ask him for an explanation which means they've already made their decision to reject him. Mm -hmm. They heard him, they understood him, and they said, we don't believe that. We don't believe you. And, I, and, and again, uh, we're going to face all kinds of people that don't. We just need to remember, this is up to the Father. Is the Father going to draw them or not? Yeah. And that is, that. I mean, to say that that's a big part of our disciple making is like, that's an understatement of the world, of course. This is all about whether or not the Father is drawing people to Himself, and then we're we're just in the process somewhere. Have they are they being drawn? If so, the word will be effective that we give. Mm -hmm. Our witness will be effective. Um, are they not being drawn? There's nothing you can do. They need a miracle. They need the miracle meal. Yep. So the Father draws some. He doesn't draw some. Mm -hmm. And so for us, beyond Sunday, if He's drawn. If he's drawn you, mm. if he's drawn me, let me rejoice, be thankful yeah. for that. Just mm. marvel in God's mercy and grace yeah. toward me. Yeah. Walk and with him. Then let it also even take some pressure off my evangelism, yeah. my sharing of the faith, because yeah. it's not it's not my attempts that are going to woo someone in. Not ultimately. It's the spirit who's going to do it. I need to be faithful and continuing yeah. to push the door open yeah. with folks and let him either open it the whole way or mm. close it and... Pressure's not on me. So there we go. Yeah. And just, uh, you know, again, just remember that uh, more and more evangelicals are going to continue to struggle with doctrines just like this. They're, this is, uh, people are going to have a hard time with mm -hmm. this. This this just doesn't seem fair. <laughs> Human beings surely must have some part in this decision. Uh, they do. But ultimately uh, behind that is, what the father is doing, but it is, it's a tough doctrine because it goes against, it goes against human nature. Yeah. But that's a fallen human nature that is going against. So we're not the standard. No. All right. Well, Randy, thanks for answering the questions. Oh my. Thanks for spending time with me. If, uh, so this was a kind of a, I don't know, like I said, it's a dense, it's a hard, uh, 
discussed topic. There's a lot to it. Uh, if you have any questions as a response to it, please don't hesitate to send those into the email address podcast at cbcmj.com. Uh, we'd love to have those in. We can chat about it next week if there's a follow-up question um, or when Randy's preaching next Sunday. As thoughts come to your mind, jot them down, send them into the, the email and we'll get to them next week. Looking forward to it. All right. See you guys. Love you. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.